Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Better Than Broadway, Season 2, Episode 13. I am Coach Rob. With me, as always, the chef. What's up? Chef Ryan. Justin is out on assignment. We'll uh, hear from him next week. Uh, it has been a wild week in professional wrestling. We're fresh off of WrestleMania, and... Chef, you have a special guest for us tonight who went to WrestleMania night one. Take it away, brother. That is correct. Uh, you know, we want firsthand experience. We want the nitty, the gritty. We want to know what was like, not what so the pretty. smell was, how, how expensive the beer was. And right <laughs> now, my good friend JR is going to tell us all that. JR, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for uh, having me on the pod. I Man. listen every week. Gotta love it, man. WrestleMania, you know, the the grand, the grandest stage of them all, the granddaddy of them all. Uh JR, um first and foremost, uh thank you for joining us on the podcast today, tonight. And uh well, hang on, before we get into WrestleMania, we've got some questions. Okay. Right. Some difficult questions. Chef, hit him with that first question. All right. No one gets no one comes on the podcast. And dodges these. We ask, you know, even children these questions. Yeah, children um, so on the pod? Uh, Justin's kids pop up every now and then. Oh, okay. Nice. Now, um, so first question, JR. Who is your favorite wrestler of all time? All time? It's probably either geez. Um, Brock Lesnar or The Rock. Tell us as more. A kid, as a kid, it was always Hulk Hogan, like every kid grown up. Eat your vitamins, brother. Brother. Save prayers. It was always, yeah, it was Hulk Hogan. But my mom's favorite wrestler, because I watched it as a kid in a high chair with her, was uh, Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. She loved, Wait, she so loved your, them. Your mom was big into wrestling? As because I liked it on TV as a kid in my high chair, so yes, so she got into it. What a cool experience! And her favorite wrestler is The Rock because he's handsome. I mean, <laughs> my uh, my girlfriend Kate, The Rock doesn't know this, but he is her best friend. Oh, okay, yeah, and I'm, I'm sure his looks have nothing to do with it. <laughs> you know, you know, I gotta tell you something right here, yeah. You know, me and JR's mom, you know. <laughs> Everybody knows that the Macho Man Randy Savage, Jr.'s mom. Yeah, we go around like pigs and carrots, baby. Yeah, cream of the crop. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Who let Macho Man in here? Who brought the Macho Man back from the grave? You know, you know something I love about Otis? Rob. Did you just come? Did you black out right there? Yeah, I, I don't know what the hell happened. I'm tired. I'm really tired. <laughs> I have I've had maybe six hours of sleep in three days, but how you doing? Keep it moving. Um, one thing I love about Otis, and I was thinking about this the other day. You ever notice how when when the crowd hypes up and they start chanting for Otis, and he starts doing that thing where he just kind of goes like he's looking yeah. around. He does. It's the same. It's that same head bob thing that macho man randy savage used to do and I, I don't know why but i finally figured out why i like otis and it's because he does the like oh yeah like, oh yeah oh yeah you know, like doing the head bob thing with this 40 inch neck god love otis <laughs> that neck is a telephone pole man that that that, that, that thing gets that thing gets cellular service i mean it's, that man's magnificent Oh, so JR, man, continue to elaborate on why your favorite wrestlers growing up were not only Hulk Hogan, but also The Rock and Brock. Yeah, Rock I mean The Rock's charisma, even though as Rocky Maivia, he was awful. <laughs> until he kind of like Roman, where he turned heel and he kind of gave himself a personality mm. other than smiley baby face, like yep. Paulo Cruz, who probably is stuck in that role forever. But uh, yeah, once he went like heel, nation domination, he was he just turned himself into something way bigger. And it's weird because like I like The Rock, and my friends all like Stone Cold, growing up. So, dude, the, the The Rock and Stone Cold feud was yeah. so like 
I because I was in middle school at that time, and I was, I'm sure, so annoyingly off the chain with professional wrestling to my parents, like just you know pleading, no, Raw is on. I've got to watch it. I don't care. I'll do my homework afterwards. And my mom would like come up during homework, you know, raw. And I'd be like watching it. And then I would hear it with footsteps come up the stairs. I'd turn it off and be like typing on the computer. And mom would come up and put her hand on the television. See if it was hot. <laughs> like. <laughs> And then growing up in high school, I had my best friend at the time. His dad and his brother also watched wrestling stuff. Every Monday night, Monday night or the uh, summer break, Raw or, or Thunder on Thursdays, we'd go, it'd be at least two weeks a night watching uh, wrestling with them. So, Hell yeah. Eating Cheez-Its and popcorn. That's the life right there, dude. <laughs> yeah, the life. School, yeah. So, so JR, tell us then what is if so if you got Brock. So tell us about Brock. Why about why, why Brock? Brock's just a beast. Goddamn! I've I've watched him. I watched uh, high school, high school and college wrestling, and kind of did that in high school myself. Okay. So like watching him just like not get defeated. He his all big ass thick neck too. Can I say ass? <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you can say it you want. <laughs> yeah, his yeah. Watching him just throw people around and pin them like so easily. And then, like, when he, like, got with Kurt Angle, and I don't know if you, you probably know this stuff, like, they did a impromptu wrestling match in front of the boys, and, like, Kurt owned them. And that's, like, for thinking that how big That makes me happy. Yeah. Kurt completely owned them in wrestling. I was like, oh, crap. Kurt is, you know, the best. Well, it was, you know, not to jump sports here, but, you know, it's kind of the same feeling when uh, Cain Velasquez fought him in the UFC. And just destroy Brock, and Brock's like trying to take him down, and Kane's like, Mm-mm. "Yeah." So it was very satisfying because I mean, Brock is such a great heel. I mean, he's yes. a great farm guy now, uh, <laughs> you know, far, farmer B, but Cowboy Brock. Cowboy Brock. But when he was in the U- UFC, you know, he was hamming it up. He was playing his persona like, yeah. "I'm big. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna destroy you." And like you just can't beat him because it's like it's the it's fighting the immovable wall and you're not the unstoppable force yes and so when kane did that that was like oh such a good moment um yeah so that so so now jr tell me what is what what has been your favorite mark out moment oh that's yeah I, i don't know that's a that's a hard one for me. Um, I don't know. I think like Stone Cold with the milk truck, not the milk truck, the beer truck. Beer truck. And Kurt Angle I have the same the one. Truck. And Kurt Angle with the milk truck. Yeah, those two were probably my favorite. It's, you can't get away with that anymore. You can't spray beer on people. They're going to freak out and sue you. Like, my kid has beer on him. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, like we're so much more sensitive these days. But I think, yeah, like, I mean, no, I've said this before too, JR, is like the beer truck and the milk truck, like those are iconic scenes. And like, remember last year's SummerSlam when Brock had the the, the tractor and lift up the the ring? That was like essence of that. Like, let's do something that you didn't think could be done. Yes. And that's what I loved about it. Everything about that match was super cool. Like coming out on the tractor, standing on the tractor and announcing himself, he tosses the microphone into the ring oh. and Roman, Roman caught it. Didn't even even flinch. At it yeah, huh? even Just caught it. And then they and then they bring the tractor in, they lift the ring up and do all the other shit, dude. It was just it was just bizarre the stuff that, that they were able to do in that match and made it so entertaining. But uh, but uh, you know, eh, we're not really talking about SummerSlam. We're talking about Mania and uh, Jr. Um, you were there. You were eyes on. I was there, there, dude. You were there. there. All right. So, uh, should we just run down the card and or should we? we Okay. So, um, first match of the night, uh, opening match was John Cena versus Austin Theory. Uh, Theory, the young upstart, the 24, 25-year-old, youngest 
United States champion, youngest Money in the Bank winner. Atlanta bred wrestler. Going up, going up against his idol, the Atlanta native going up against his idol. And, you know, it's very interesting to me because I don't know how everybody else feels about this, but I see so much of John Cena in Austin Theory. The 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 physique, the uh, the attitude, all the other stuff. I mean, now I've seen Austin Theory work as a face in the Indies, mm -hmm. uh, Southern Honor Wrestling here in Atlanta and Canton. He did uh, he did some work for them. He works his face, but he's a, he's a, he's great as a heel. Um, now that he's grown his beard in, you know, Owen Hart couldn't grow his beard in, but Austin See, Theory's JR's in the podcast. His beard is better than mine. Yeah, I mean, come on. I just shaved off about like an inch or so. Okay, you don't need to gloat. Okay, you know, like he's gonna mail it to you so you can glue it on your face. <laughs> so tell us, so tell us, you know, you're there, you're there. Uh, John Cena, Austin Theory, first match of the night. The crowd's hot, the crowd's ready for a good show. JR, take it. Yeah, so we're all watching there. We had pretty good seats. Um, what happened during the heat? So I don't know if you guys saw. They show on TV or not. Uh, Cena sprints down the ramp. The ramp is probably at least like half hundred yards. Yeah, it's it's huge, and it's about like fifty feet off the ground when you start. So if Cena slips or falls, it's it's done for. But yeah, during the match, it was good. It was a good uh, probably split half and half based on the cheering. But then everyone does the Cena. We love Cena. Cena sucks. Yeah. Right. But like a lot of people did like Austin Theory in our uh, section, and I had I to me I forgot I had my Atlanta Braves hat on. And some guy was like, "Oh, Theory sucks." I'm like, "We like looking around." He's, he's talking to me. I'm like, "Oh, I have my Braves hat on." <laughs> nice. Yeah, see, yeah. See, uh, Theory looks just like Cena as the uh, I believe he was the prototype. Yes. In, in was FDW or. FCW. FCW. Yeah, he looks just no, OVW. like OVW. OVW, that's right. I mean, Theory Ohio has Ohio. Theory has the the physique for everything. Like not too big, not too small, you know, very athletic, very, you know, uh ambidextrous or not ambidextrous, uh, acrobatic. Yes. Um, you know, it's kind of the same thing like you're talking about the prodigy or the not prodigy, but the the clone of John Cena coming up. But in a little bit reverse, like you know, Cena was all has always been a face, always trying to be cool. And theory's kind of like, you know, fuck you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this because I've, I've earned it. Yes. So kind of the yin and the yang of that stuff of, of the John Cena. Yeah, he's kind of like the thugonomics version of John Cena without as much practice. <laughs> he's like, I know I'm good. I'm gonna tell you I'm good. I'm gonna beat you. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the thing is so with me, it's like when people have that kind of confidence, you know, the, the, the quickest way you can shut people up is just prove it. You know, uh, Israel Adesanya had the UFC fight last night, boasting a lot, and put the guy to sleep. That's all I got to say. Is it my understanding that he's retiring from UFC? Israel? Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't get that impression at all. Was it was it is it is it Masvidal that's retired? Masvidal retired, yeah. Jorge Masvidal retired last night. Okay, that's it. I I heard someone retired. Yeah, he. I mean, he's thirty nine. He's, uh, you know, he's hasn't won a lot the past few years. He's had some good highlights, but um, his best year was two thousand nineteen, where he uh had the amazing knockout, had the awesome fight with uh Nate Diaz, and then um, you know, just age catches up with you. Yeah, no kidding. I'm 39. I totally understand. I'm 40. Then, uh, I dig it. And then, where are you guys watching? Could you tell that the uh, the crowd was cheering? Like, so the screens went blank. Uh, like all the like you know big screens that are there on the uh, like uh, yeah. So like the people on the upper level while cheering, like turn the screens off, like fix the screens, like clap back. Like they were just displaying nothing. Yeah, it was nothing. It was just like the oh, WrestleMania oh. logo. So, like, if you're up in the top levels or somewhere else, you can see, you can you barely see what's going on. Yeah, oh, that's terrible. That happened in the Seth match too, and everyone started. That, those those chants were louder. 
And then I think we'll talk about it in the Seth match, but yeah. I mean, that was one thing I was kind of like, you know, I was talking to Kate about was like there, there, it a little bit of the nostalgia or, or the ambiance goes away, like it being during the day. Yes. You know, because like, oh, you cut off all the lights, you, you still see everything. And then when, you know, night two, when Cody and Roman came out, you cut off all the lights and it's pitch black. And that's, that's kind of what you want. You know, you want to establish that, you know, the, the, the LED background of all the wrestlers that blows. So I don't know what, what's your opinion of, you know, day versus night. It's definitely better than during night. Like you being there, it's still, it started four, five, five o'clock West coast time. Mm -hmm. the uh with the time change it's super bright still it it didn't get dark until maybe whoever came on before the ko match the tag match it finally got dark that was a rian um yeah charlotte Charlotte. it got dark during their match at least dark enough for the leds and all that you could see sure i'm just glad i'm just glad it didn't rain you know what i'm saying so it's a covered stadium Oh, is it's, it? Okay. Yeah, it's open on the sides, but it's it has a roof too. Oh, I didn't know that. It, yeah. it, it, from 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 the shot, it really looks like mm-hmm. it's outdoor completely. But I I guess I didn't realize that they had a, a roof on it. You know, yeah, the, uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium here in Atlanta has that retractable roof, so it yeah. opens. Yeah, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Oh, sorry. So it's like the, uh, remember the old Georgia Dome roof? That little like tarp type of thing? That's what they have on their roof. But it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't fully enclose. Okay. Uh, so if it rains, you still, you, everyone stays dry, but you still feel the breeze because the sides are open. That's cool. Nice. nice. That is cool. Which was not fun when the sun went down and those breeze coming in at like 55 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's nice. where they held that's where they held the national championship was at SoFi Stadium. The uh college football national championship this year was at SoFi. Yeah. And that was so, New Year's Eve. That was that must have been cold. Yeah. I had some friends that went and said it was really cold. Yeah. So it rained all weekend and luckily things just kind of chilled out for Well, it was really cold Monday. if you weren't a Georgia fan. Yeah. <laughs> Go dogs. <laughs> Oh man! So cool. after John Cena, it was the uh, bronze. It was the uh, tag team showcase match: Braun Strowman and Ricochet oh, right. versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy versus the Viking Raiders. The Street Profits came away with a victory on that one. Jr., tell us what you got. Uh, <laughs> there are some super athletic guys in the match. No, Montez Four Ricochet does crazy things that only I can dream of doing. Um. Otis is fun to watch. Gable, Gable was impressive. For Gable's little, always impressive, dude. Yeah, as little as that man is, he does things that you think a little dude like that couldn't do. That guy's a stud. No good, yeah. no doubt. And then, like, seeing, like, I've seen Ricochet at center stage when he was in NXT. That was fun to watch, like, just in person that close. He's doing all those shooting star presses, uh, salts and all that. It's, yeah. But uh, the match was good. Everyone was into it, especially towards the end. We kind of picked up to go home. Um, that was, yeah, crowd was ate it up. So, then, so, so my prediction of the Viking Raiders winning did not happen. <laughs> did not happen. No. I mean, okay, look, like my, my, you, you want the unexpected to happen. That was the most unexpected thing that was going to happen. Yes. Yeah, to the point I, where everyone I, knew it wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone had uh, probably either Ricochet and Braun or uh, Profits. Yeah, Profits. And I like the Profits. Uh, I don't know if it's a new finisher they have where he does a frog splash under the guy's knees. That's pretty good. Other than uh, Montez in the huge, he gets so much air. I don't know if you guys it's in person do it. It's crazy how much air he gets. I mean, Rob, you, you're you're a strength coach. Like, how does someone get that much leg strength to launch themselves in the air, what, 20, 30 feet to do a, you know, a frog splash? 
20, 30 feet. <laughs> yeah. 20, 30 inches, you know, yards, whatever. We'll, we'll go, we'll go with like, we'll go with like three and a half, four feet above the ring ropes <laughs> landing landing five feet down. it's about a 10 foot drop from where montez is coming from which is still incredible feet in itself um you know it, it's very interesting because squat strength and deadlift strength and being able to power clean heavyweight having that explosiveness in the hips glutes hamstrings etc is 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 very special and and when you have an athlete like montez ford doing something like that it, it really just a lot of its god-given ability that he has just you know accentuated through strength training I mean, he's he's a big he's a bull look at that guy he's, he's huge he's six five and he's like 240 pounds he's in shape the one of the forget about that frog splash let's talk a minute about braun Strowman running around the ring, not taking everybody out in the Stroman Express, and then out of nowhere, Dawkins just, boom, just pancakes this man. I said, holy shit. Yeah. You, you, was, you don't expect that. That was a WrestleMania moment in itself because Braun is just, the man is, the man is 300. He's the unstoppable force. He's a train. He is a train of a human being. And for him to run around the ring and just knock everybody down, and him just to get walloped by a 260 pound man, it was just, it was, it was just, I was like, fuck, all right, that was, that was nuts. Yeah, you could hear the uh, thud between uh, Dawkins and Strowman, and the whole crowd went, ooh, yeah, like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that, it was like a Gunther chop waking up the whole the crowd. Yeah. That was a fine match too on night two. Maybe we'll get to talk about that one too. Uh, Why not? Let's do it. We will. Um, next match was Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. Logan's impressed me for a guy who is not a wrestler. Right. He's just I agree. a great athletic dude. Like, so yeah, he's he took third match. That was his third match ever. Yeah, well, I mean, you count yeah. the Royal Rumble as being a match. You're still working. You still got yeah. put in the still working. Yeah, I mean, there was that part working. of the Royal Rumble where everyone ganged up on him. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, and he, he fought through it. Yeah, I think it's like third singles match, though. But yeah. 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 yeah, that's yeah Logan, Logan Paul has been very impressive in the WWE in the short time that he's been there. Um, but, you know, at the same time, you've got to give the flowers to a guy like Seth Rollins, who, you know, when you're, when you're a worker and you're a young worker and you're still really green, somebody like a, like a Logan Paul, like a Bad Bunny, any other celebrity, you name it, working with a veteran like Seth Rollins is so special because as good as Logan is, Seth's Seth going to make it better. Look that much better. Seth made him look like a superstar, no doubt. That kid's got all the talent in the world. He could be a great professional wrestler, but Seth Rollins made him look phenomenal in that match. Jr., your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. Like, I don't know. If, like, you can see all like you see like Seth kind of walking through like. This is what we're doing next, and like they do, like ten, like five minutes of nonstop, like Seth's on his ear, like give him the next stop. They just they went at it. They they put in their work. The crowd loved every bit of it, like false finishes, the uh, yeah. hijinks with uh, KSI. Yeah. So like, so it was who was it that was in the prime bottle? Was that who was that? It's not KSI, a YouTuber that uh, I think he boxed before, like one of the big first uh, YouTube boxing matches. Now they're like buddies together. So he's also, he's also a recurring guest. I actually found this out. He's a recurring guest on Logan and Jake's impulsive podcast. Gotcha. So I, I listened to it because triple H was on there and, and I was like, well, I want to hear what triple H has to say. You know I mean? Whatever triple H has to say, I'm going to listen just because, you know, he's the COO of wwe and is he still oh yeah 
Okay. Yeah. He, none, none of these positions are going to change um, within WWE. Now, now that the Endeavor sale is on the way, nothing, nothing's really going to change. It's not going to be anything major. But um, while Chef steps away, um, that we, frog splash he hit on KSI was a thing of beauty too. Man, it was a thing of beauty. No, it really was a thing of beauty. Like, I actually, I actually popped. Um, I actually popped when he did. Uh, what was it? Crown Jewel with um, with Roman, and he did the frog splash, and he had the phone in his hand. He he went live. Yeah. He went live on Instagram, and he did the frog splash. So you got to see him coming down on Roman. I thought that was kind of kind of fun. Um, that that kid definitely makes it a lot of fun. Kid, I mean, he's probably thirty. Yeah, I old. mean, he's easy to hate too. So he's a natural heel. Yeah, great natural heel. Uh, I I I really enjoy watching watching him work. Um, I hope I hope they can come to terms where he can come back in the future and do a little more. Um, Chef, final thoughts on Logan Paul and Seth Rollins. I think, uh, you know, it was the first time that there wasn't a, a gang of guys, you know, beating up, uh, banging away at Logan Paul. Please, um, please, please, please don't. You know, there, there's there's a lot of times where, you know, that stuff can happen, especially with multiple people in the, with, with multiple people in the ring. Oh, and somebody just, muted Mike. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was a great match. I think Logan Paul is a worthwhile talent i think he's raised uh i think his cream has rise to the top um and he did disappoint because the worst thing he could have done is go out there and been disappointing and show that like oh your fame is what put you in that ring no yeah. he came out there and he worked he didn't get he didn't get uh banged up by by a gang of guys no <laughs> i didn't say it Didn't happen. I'm gonna find you. Fourth match of the night. Uh, we have the women's six woman tag, the trio match between Trish, Lita, and Becky versus Damage Control, which is Bailey, Eo Sky, and Dakota Kai. Uh, Becky and Lita's Trish were successful in this match, which makes perfect sense but the big story coming out of that match was the next day on social media where bailey tweeted out that you know some something like uh the romance uh every great romance eventually comes to an end she was not on raw monday night she's not been heard from since rumors are that she went to japan to watch mercedes monet uh defend her iwgp women's championship in the triple threat at sakura genesis um jr let's let's hear about let's hear about this women's uh trios match so it, it was a good match i think uh lita and uh becky That's took them for the match because i don't think trish has done a whole lot since then like in ring stuff i know lita has been training a whole lot she no. still got it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, well, she came to Dragon Con a couple of years ago, and you're like, oh no, no, like you still, you're still working. Like she's not, you yeah. know, just staying in shape. Yeah. Trish is doing her yoga thing. Yep. And like DDP. What's well, not yoga? But yeah, I don't think Trish has been in the ring as much as Lita has. So I think that's why they kind of kept her off to the side for most of the match. Um, damage control. I don't know what to say about them. Like, I thought they'd be pretty good. Like in terms of like, uh, like, like not like a bloodline, like beat up people all the time, but like much better on the card, like higher up. But I don't think they've been like used correctly as a good heel. Hmm. I agree. I agree, and I think that's why we're uh, starting to get cryptic messages from Bailey um eo and dakota lost their tag match on raw against raquel and live to become the number one contenders to the women's tag belts um there's just a lot going on you know or, or have we seen the end of damage control jr have we seen the end it's it's not the end it's right on his last leg because i've also heard like there's supposed to be like a 
rumor that uh, Trish is going to turn on Lita and Becky so they can set up a Becky match at SummerSlam. That's you know the dirt sheets rumor type thing. So, and that and and, and then that I'm okay with because yeah. as good as Trish is and was as a baby. She's a phenomenal heel, and I love the throwback, the callback to her in-ring gear for WrestleMania. Uh, I think it was 20 or 21. Whenever they were in Hollywood last time, yeah. she she wore the same, essentially the same gear uh, to the ring this time, which, you know, that's, that's, that's always neat to, you know, when you're a fan and you see the nostalgia from, you know, your youth. Plus, it's Trish Stratus. She's, you know... Yeah, smoking. She was a big part of my youth. Yeah. We we, we love we love Trish. You know, I'm not gonna sit here and kill the lily. She was it's a gorgeous one. But so, I, I think go ahead, Jared. No, I was gonna just put in on her IG I follow her, and she got the same person that did her uh, ring attire for that WrestleMania to this one. Same That's awesome. yeah. that is awesome. That's cool. You know, it, it's interesting because everyone like being a heel and being a good heel that's what everyone wants like i was i was listening to a you know brutus clay talking about that and he was like yeah i want to be heel and he was like yeah triple h came up to me and was like the old man likes you he wants to be funny he wants to be a face and he's like fuck that i don't want to be a face i want to be healed he's like no 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 like you're gonna be funny like and so you had kind of this gangster that's when the whole like you know jazz thing or the dancing thing came out the funkadactyls funk, yeah <laughs> he came but, out to ernest the cat miller's somebody call my mama theme song from the early early 2000s like holy shit but no like what, if you can be a good deal you know it, yeah i know right <laughs> it was um, over right then and there um vince doesn't always hit home runs this oh. guy was snoop dogg's bodyguard Oh, was he? That, I didn't yeah. know that. That's cool. Well, that's why they. That's that's why his name is Brodus Clay because Calvin Brodus is Snoop Dogg's real name. And um, growing up, uh, wait, wait, he has a real name of Brodus. What? What? I'm, I'm, you and I go fight. I swear to God. Okay. You're gonna beat my ass, but we're gonna fight. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a he's a black belt, and I I have no belts, so. Or you could whip him with a raised belt. Yeah, I could whip him with a raised belt. Great segue into our next <laughs> match. Thank you so much for that. It, this was one of my favorite matches of the night, and my daughter's too. Uh, Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio in a singles match. Son versus father. First time we've had a match like that in 20 years. That harkens back to Shane and Vince at WrestleMania. Uh, 19 um big takeaways from this match were the introductions over anything else dominic mysterio coming out in the correctional facility van in chains in the mysterious mask um and ray coming out in eddie guerrero's lowrider snoop dogg driving i mean this story has been phenomenal since it started in September at Clash at the Castle. It is not over. Turn. It's nowhere near over. I mean, I got. I mean, you're going to get the Judgment Day versus Ray and Bad Bunny at uh, at uh, Backlash. Maybe it depends. Um, but Jr. You know, being at WrestleMania, having having a great time, you got to see this live. What was what was the reaction from the crowd? when when these entrances occurred what, what how how did people react so it was awesome having uh she's uh, to come out in the uh the van but like it must have been near a bunch of like first responders or cops or something because they all laughed at the uh you only said correctional it usually says the uh, corrections <laughs> singular and then the, all the cops had their uh Flag patch on backwards. Okay. <laughs> so they couldn't even it's like. It's a parody. Yeah. 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 So they couldn't like, you know, it was, but like everyone loved it. Like he came out and then when he revealed that he had the mask, uh, the uh, Judgment Day colored mask on, that was awesome. 
That was awesome. And like a lot of us thought he should have kept it on until he was in the ring with Ray. And then Ray rips it off and says like something like, you don't deserve this or something. Would have been a little bit better. Oh my god. But uh but um for the lowrider and hitting uh Viva La Rasa and being in LA, everyone just lost it. Hell yeah. It, it was super loud. Like that place I've been to Georgia Dome. Is the six one nine. What's that? That is the six one nine. Yeah. Well, I mean, is it? San Diego is the six one nine. San Diego. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they're the three one oh. Yeah. <laughs> just let it happen just let it happen yeah. but, but, but they hit that viva la rasa and all hell well, like broke loose like it was, uh, it was yeah. so loud like my eardrums were like popping for a little bit yeah yeah it was awesome and then with snoop dog like people i guess didn't see snoop dog originally running with uh ray and then they popped even harder yeah, it was amazing. That place, and then and then Bad Bunny came to his rescue. Yeah, later on, yeah, setting up the like uh, Rob said the uh, yeah, yeah. I hope I hope they get to do that match. I think that'll be really great because uh, Bad Bunny really showed uh, that he belonged in a wrestling ring at WrestleMania two years ago uh, when he worked with um, Damian Priest. Really, really special. Really, really special work. Um, I wanted to touch on something that you said earlier, Jr. With the purple mask. Yes. Um, I love a good Easter egg in wrestling. I mm. love they do things that are kind of harkening back to the old days when Ray was giving his Hall of Fame speech. And he talked about his match with Eddie Guerrero at the Halloween Havoc in 1997 being the match where he really, you know, broke out and got to the next level. Ray came to the ring in a purple and black phantom suit, like the phantom, the the, the cartoon from the yeah. um from the from the funny pages. And the live action movie featuring the live Billy action Zane. movie starring Billy Zane and Christy Swanson. Great movie. Everybody should go see it. But I love the fact that it was the same mask that Ray wore when he broke at his breakout match. Okay. It's kind of a way to say Dominic is having his breakout match with his dad. Um, because he, he, he proved that he belonged in that ring. You know, he's put on, he's put on about 10, 15 pounds of muscle since he debuted a year and a half ago yep. or two years ago. Uh, he's worked hard. Uh, putting him with the Judgment Day was a phenomenal move. Him growing the mullet and he's starting to grow the the, the thin beard, looking more and more like Eddie Guerrero every day, <laughs> which I, I think is also fantastic. Jr., how do you feel about Dominic and where he's going from here? If you had told me probably a year ago when they were doing the whole, like, I think it was – this is what Edge, Dominic, and his like uh, his sister Aaliyah was involved. Mm. He, he couldn't cut a promo. It was like he couldn't. It was very green in the ring. You could tell. Um, and then like slowly, if you would have told me that he's would have been more like a pretty good heel, pretty good in the ring, like a year and a half later, I'd be like, yeah, no, no, he's not getting there. But he's improved leap, leap and bounce over what I thought he was going to be. When they had the whole like the family storyline with them here we go. No doubt. Yeah. No. No. No, I I just remember when, you know, like Dom was babyface and like it was him and Ray, and it was kind of like, we're the father-son duo we're gonna get for the tag team titles. And it's like, no, like it's like turn up the heat. No, and like either how often do you get to have you know a father versus son? And then you know it's this it's someone's got someone's got to whip you and shake, kid, you know. And like the, him being like, "No, I don't want to do it. I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to fight you." And then him, Ray was here finally like, "You know what? Someone's got to spank you, and I'm gonna do it with my feet." <laughs> he did with his belt too. Yeah, 
Yeah, I did. Well, it's kind of funny because everyone's like, at the show is always like, like, whoop them. Everyone's essentially cheering for child abuse and they all got it and loved it. <laughs> loved yeah. it. No, yeah, I, I thought, it was, thought it was a great match. Great, yeah. great, great match. Um, and then after that, I believe it was, uh, it was that was the Charlotte and then Bailey, I mean, uh, Charlotte and uh, Rhea Ripley match. Yes, that was. Before we hop into that match, I'd like to take a quick break. Um, I'd like to ask JR a few questions uh, unrelated to uh, the matches. Um, how much? How much was a beer at uh, at SoFi? Uh, I think oh, it was probably about twelve bucks for a beer. Yeah, for a beer. Yeah, it was cheaper drinking mixed drinks than beer. Mixed drinks were like eight to ten dollars, depending on. Wow! Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's that's like that's on that's almost the level when I was in Singapore for the F one race. You know, fourteen dollars for a Heineken. You're like, okay, good God, yeah, man, a damn a damn Miller Lights ten bucks at the Braves game. They make it nine ninety nine, so you don't feel so bad. But goddamn, twelve bucks. Twelve bucks for like a for a twelve ounce can or an eighteen ounce can? Eighteen. That's uh, not bad. Yeah, it's not. It wasn't too bad. It was still more than most people would pay. Yeah, yeah. That's seventy five cents an ounce. That ain't great, but it's not horrible. No. What else no. you got, Rob? Thing for the buck. It's a mixed drink. Now, did you know where were you sitting? Were you sitting ringside with the chairs that you get to take home, or were you sitting in the bleachers, or where were you? We were in uh, like section two twelve, so it's like mid level. But, okay. like, I didn't realize the uh, stage would be where we were. So we are kind of, like, on the edge of the stage. We couldn't see the entrance, but we could see, like, right when they pop out. Like, once they got to the edge of the beginning of the, like, edge of the ramp, we could see them okay. on, on the ramp. Nice. So we missed them when they first pop out. Nice. What was the, uh, what was the chant of the night? Uh, it was probably... I don't know. Probably this is awesome for the uh, Charlotte Rhea match. Mm. Cool. Everyone loved that match. Yeah, I, I agree. Mean, they thought they should have been on last, which they had a had a good reason to be on last. But yeah. yeah, and and that's actually something that Justin and Ryan were talking about uh, when we did our predictions a show was that they felt like. Even though Rhea, won, Rhea Ripley won the Royal Rumble and they were supposed to be the main event, the storyline between Sami Zayn and the Us in the Bloodline was so much more captivating because of how long that story ran that it was almost like you, you had to put them on last because you were kind of backed into a creative corner because of how big Sammy got out of nowhere mm -hmm. last four, four to five months. So I understand why they put the tag match on last, but when you have a title change in hands and you, and you know, Rhea Ripley wins Royal rumble and the right to challenge for the title in the main event of WrestleMania does it cheat Ryan? Do you feel like it cheapened that match at all, Rhea and Charlotte's match, by putting them on, you know, secondary to the tag match? On paper, yes. Yes. But the Rhea and Charlotte, goddamn, they did not disappoint. Like that was a that that was you know in all senses like just a war, and it's what you love seeing. Like just two women, just like trying to kill each other you know uh it, it reminds me of like when you watch you know girls in the ufc when the ufc just brought in women's fighting like they were fighting for this for the sake that like the whole division's on the chopping block if they don't if they put in a bad performance mm -hmm. so that was the, the whole match felt like like if we don't nail this the women's division is going away and so there was everything was pulled out you know, so many false finishes, so many like almost Charlotte Flair going for the figure four, what three, four, five times. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then kicking out of a uh, Rias finisher. Like it was just, it was pulled at your heartstrings left and right, left and right. Um, yeah, JR, tell me, what were your thoughts? Yeah. Same question, JR. Yeah, yeah, the false finishes were crazy, especially kicking out a rib time. Like everyone thought she had it. Like, no, I, I don't think many people have kicked out of Rhea's rib tie, have they? No. Yeah, it's kind of like Sheamus is broken. I'm pretty sure I could. <laughs> yeah, I think Sheamus' bro kick is another protected finish. So, yeah. So, yeah, seeing like she hit that rib tie, everyone's going one, two, and then they all, have, they all do the uh, like hands on their heads. Like, can't believe Charlotte kicked out of a rib tie. It's, yeah. yeah. Sure. Now, JR, refresh my memory. Um, I may have this wrong. Uh, when Rhea won the title, did she win with it? Was it an avalanche ripcord, uh, a rip tie? Yeah. yeah. It was an Can avalanche. The, tie, right? Yeah. Off the second rope. The second rope. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. That was that was that was exceptional. Um, I, I I have a sidebar question when it okay. comes to false finishes. Has Shawn Michaels' elbow from the top rope ever finished finished anybody off? It's always been the super kick. Okay. Because we were always like, oh. and he couldn't get it every yeah. single time. Randy Savage finished plenty of matches with the elbow off the top rope because it was his move. Sean adopted it, but the super kick was Sean's move. It's the same way that Jake Roberts had the DDT, and that would finish off matches. But if anybody else did it, they didn't have the oomph that Jake they had the did. snake oil yeah they didn't have they didn't have the move you know there was a running joke that you know before the match Jake would uh Jake would get you know snake venom on his hand and he'd hook them and he'd stick his fingers in their mouth and DDT him and that's, that's exactly why, why it's fin- it finishes people off yeah it was all it was like it was like the running joke in uh in in, in kayfabe was that you know he had on it, he had uh, snake oil or, or snake venom in his hands, and that's why he always finished the match with that DDT because he hooked him in the mouth. But I don't Dude, know if that's when, when you're when your blood is coagulating in your head like that fast, you can't kick out. <laughs> you can't. That's so funny. Somebody, it, it's like you know, it's like smelling salt. You smell it, and all of a sudden you're up. You know, like with snake venom, you smell it, and your brain just slows down. Genius, I love yeah, it. It's it, it's it's fact. Uh, I also want to add, like, I think Charlotte and Rhea were kind of pissed off they didn't get the uh, actual main event spot. So they went out there, proved that they could hang with the big boys. We're going to put on this show that everyone's going to love, whether or not they love us or hate us, and force the the men in the tag title. Be like, it's your chance. Show the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go put on the show. Follow follow us boys dare you yeah we just stole the show yeah and i do i love the fact that at the end of the match Rhea's holding the belt and everybody's cheering for Rhea because why not because she's amazing and charlotte is sitting on the outside of the ring smiling and crying yeah and later that night, she posted on Twitter, you know, congratulations to Rhea Ripley. The title is in, is in incredibly safe and capable hands. So proud of you. And I really like when they do these out of character things on social media, because I think it just adds to the realism of wrestling, something that has been completely was completely eliminated in the 60s 70s and 80s in the kayfabe era when everybody lived the gimmick you didn't know who was good who was bad and people were getting death threats as they were leaving the arenas because they were so hated so Um, so rob are you saying that twitter has made pro wrestling better You know, I will say this. I will say this. I think social media has kind of helped pull the curtain away even more. 
because you look at UFC and UFC was, was floundering. They weren't really like they're, 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 the fame was, it was kind of doing like this and it was just kind of starting to go down. And then Conor McGregor came along and Conor McGregor is a pro wrestler in spirit. Now he's a fighter. He's a real He's a real combat sports mm -hmm. athlete, 100%. But he brought the, the show to UFC. Ronda Rousey kind of brought the show. And now you've got a lot of fighters who have these huge personalities the way that wrestlers did. And now wrestlers are starting to be a little more on the real side off camera to kind of keep you invested. You know, UFC's done a great job of keeping people invested. WWE has done a great job of keeping people invested. I can't say the same for the NFL, the NBA, MLS, MLB in the same breath as combat sports in keeping people invested in what they're doing. Well, I, I, JR, I want to hear your thoughts on that. I mean, I know like uh, Ryan loves his UFC, but I haven't watched UFC consistently since, gosh, I don't know how long. Probably like maybe a few years after Chuck and Tito or like probably a five long years. time ago, dude. Yeah, no, I'm saying like I haven't been invested in quote unquote storylines from probably about five years after that consistently. I used to watch get my friends together watch UFC for the big fights, and we haven't done that in quite some time. Well, I mean, you know, to to contradict Rob a little bit, you know, like Conor McGregor wasn't the first no. loud talker. The first loud talker was actually the bad guy, Chael Sonnen. Yes. And he he basically showed everybody the path. Like, you want to make some money? You want to get people, you know, hyping you up? Yeah. Get your name on cards? Talk some shit. And he, uh, I remember, and this is what got me paying attention to him. He was kind of a so-so a, a, a fighter. And then he was he got a shot to fight uh, a guy named Nate Marquardt, who was a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. He's a beast. He's a beast. Yeah. yeah and they're like oh so what's your uh how do you how do you think you're gonna go in this fight jail and he's like look i'm telling you i'm gonna go in this fight i'm gonna take it to him i'm gonna punch his face in I'm like well, are you worried about his jujitsu and he's like no i'm a republican i don't land my back and let another man become between my legs i'm like damn son okay like that is a great fucking like wow and then and then and then he beat his face in yeah. And it's like, that's what I love is like, and that's what, you know, is, is fun about WWE. And what was great about Conor McGregor was that like, he talked some epic level shit, but then he knocked people out, you know? Yeah. And with the WWE, you can talk some epic level shit and then yeah. you put on an amazing show. Sure. And you know, and you know, Tito Ortiz did the same thing, and and Randy Couture a little bit, and uh, Iceman Chuck Liddell. But I mean, I, the first name that that sprung to my mind was Conor McGregor. I didn't, yeah, I, I, didn't yeah. I didn't, I I I know our audience of of four people, and I know that not all of them have been following UFC for decades like you have. Um, so I, I just figured a name like Conor would 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 at least give somebody a a, a launching off point. Totally. JR, um, it's it's time for the main event. Yeah, that My was God, what a main event. Please set this whole thing up for us. It's uh Sammy and KO versus the Usos for the tag belt. Set this thing up for us. Paint us, paint us a pretty picture, my guy. Yeah, so it finally got dark. So the uh intros were great. We uh were we had uh who's the got little Uzi or something like came out and did the uh, I don't know if I don't know if they showed on T on the broadcast but little Uzi sang the Usos through the ring with their uh, ones uh, theme so that was pretty cool half the people didn't know who little Uzi was little Uzi Vert I couldn't tell you who he is. yeah I didn't know who he was 
So he he came out. That was pretty cool. And then and then they're already chanting, doing Sammy's uh, theme music before he even came out. Like before even KO even hit the KO's music, people were already doing like Olay or the uh, I forget nice. how the theme music goes. But yeah, it was already loud. Like that place was loud the whole night for that match. Like I don't think you could. Yeah, you definitely were pumped up. If you weren't pumped up when before that match, everyone pins and needles, going with every single like was it false anything who was going for a pin everyone like kind of got to the front of their seats hoping that you know Sammy or Kevin would pick up the pinfall but yeah it was it was amazing well there were a lot of moments in that match where like the Usos were just overwhelming them and like singling them out and like knocking you know KO out and then you know focusing on Sammy and Sammy had no backup um there were like there were moments where like oh shit yeah these guys are Unbeatable. Yeah, so. They definitely kept Sammy away from Kevin for most of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was their yeah their game plan was pretty good. Until finally, Kevin got the hot tag and got a few licks in, and then got, got the one, two, three. And then, well, then he had like he had the 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 Halua kick, the second one, and then like and then what Jay fell on his chest, and he's like, Nah, dude. Put him back up. I think it was like the uh, kind of like the uh, Ric Flair Shawn Michaels thing. A little bit, yes. Where he he's like, "Oh, I love you," but then kicks him a third time. Yeah, and then the, the pop after that was yeah. incredible. Yeah, that got loud quick. And then the uh, fireworks scared half the people because it looked like they were going to shoot him off, and it got delayed. So anyone who's like in that section, like. You just got obliterated with like 500 million fireworks. Damn. Damn. So, so JR, like all, all things considered, night one, night one, what was your favorite part? And then night two, what was your favorite part? Because I don't uh, think we have time one, to go. I don't think we have time to cover night two. Night one was definitely uh, Rayo winning. That was my favorite part. And then probably the KO, Sami Zayn, second. Uh, night okay. two, and two, I wanted Cody to win, but that didn't happen. <laughs> so, I, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of controversy, and I don't want to talk too long on this, but a hero that wins uh, without any roadblocks, without any, you know, failures, it, it, it feels it feels false. Yeah. So, I think uh, if Cody can rally um and come back and fight roman again it'll be that much sweeter if he can be brock because yeah dude like you know uh even superman like no one wants to see superman just steamroll through through somebody they want to see him get beat up a little bit have some losses and then once you come back you grow and then you then you you know you kick some ass yeah um Bully Ray was on Busted Open Radio either, I think it was the Tuesday, the day after the Raw after Mania, after Brock Lesnar just obliterated Cody. Mm. And Dave LaGreca, who's the host of that show, was on fire Monday morning. He was pissed off. He was screaming. How could you... How could you, you know, fumble this so, so badly, WWE? And then, obviously, the next night, Cody gets crushed by Brock. LaGreca's on the next morning. Oh, what are they doing to Cody? Oh, my God. They should have stayed in AEW. Just losing his Skittles, this poor guy. And then Bully Ray, one of the greatest heels in the last 20 years, he's just quiet. And he says, Dave... How would Dusty have booked that match? He said, Dusty would have had Cody lose that match. Dusty would have had Cody get his ass kicked on Raw. Because Cody has not gone through his hard times yet. Yep. 
And until Cody goes through his hard times, he's not worthy of being the champion. I agree. And and he will continue to have hard times. He'll win a couple. He'll lose a couple. He'll win a couple. He'll lose a couple. But all in that process, it's only going to make him look stronger as the biggest baby face in the company. And when it and when he goes to face Roman again, after Roman has crossed his thousand day run, Cody will come in bigger, better, stronger than ever, and he will obliterate Roman Reigns and he'll win the belt or the belts, depending on what they do with the titles. So on that same note, failure is the biggest motivator. You know, going back to uh, Israel Adesanya from last night, he got knocked out by Alex Perea uh, five months ago. And then he came back last night and he's like, no, sir. Revenge is the best served cold and knocked him out. Like when you fail, there's nothing more motivating. And so if Cody can rally, uh, he will be unstoppable. Unstoppable. JR, final word on WrestleMania. Uh, what was your match tonight? Was it was it Rhea Ripley in in, in yeah. Charlotte? Yeah. yeah. I feel. Well, I feel was like it Brock I'm... versus Almost? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was a better yeah. match than Theory and Cena. Yeah. That opened night too, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody. <laughs> I love the I love the reason they give. Brock was pissed off that he had to open WrestleMania against Omos. That's why he attacked Cody. I'm like, give me a break. <laughs> Brock, Brock wanted to open Mania. He he they said that they said the last time he was on Raw and he opened Raw with Omos, he got to the airport, got on a plane, and went home before the show was even over. Yeah, that's how he was with the other Mania. I would be willing to bet that Brock coming out at the first at the beginning of Mania uh, a couple of years ago, and then he came out and opened it again was number one probably a rib on mm-hmm. him. And number two, he was he probably he was probably in the plane on his way back to wherever the hell wherever the hell he was going to. Uh, so he probably left the arena. He's probably like, screw it, I'm going home. Yeah, yeah. That's what most of the people say. That he gets that first match. Goes yeah. home. I heard. Well, Light. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jr. Uh, thank you for coming on our show tonight and sharing your WrestleMania Night One experience. Uh, anything else you'd like to add from from the night? Like, where are you? Lo- are you in Atlanta? Do you live here in Atlanta? Yeah, I live in uh, Tucker. Nice. So you got on the plane and went over. Was it, were there a lot of WrestleMania fans on the plane with you when you were uh, heading out to LA? Uh, heading out, no. Coming back, yes. That's cool. A bunch of people went to the show and played. Came back. And did you take like the red eye after the on on Saturday night or Sunday? Morning? No, no. We we went out uh, s- Sunday morning. Okay. So rad, dude. That, that is awesome. I'm jealous. Well, next year is WrestleMania 40 emanating from Philadelphia, and I personally would love it if we could go. Uh, that's going to be a that's going to be a hard ticket to get, but uh, it is the 40th anniversary of WrestleMania. That'd be a really really good show to go to. That would be. Um, um, we got to you know, talk about some some budget things. The yeah. only problem <laughs> is that it's Philly in April, so the weather dress, is hit or miss. Dress warmly, folks. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Oh man. Well, Jr., you've said it all. Uh, I uh, I feel good. Thank you again. No, thank you for having me. Hey, Jr., thank you for joining us. Yeah, we are on Amazon Podcast. We are on Apple Podcast. We are on Spotify. We are on Rivers. We were on Riverside. Now we're on Zoom. No longer uh, Riverside. No longer Riverside because you know I don't know. They were just they just weren't great. But uh, yeah, give us the like on Instagram. We are uh, better than Broadway. Uh, For the Nighthawks, for Chef, for Justin, and our special guest, JR, I am Coach. Happy wrestling, everybody. See you next time. Hit the music. (laughs) 